0: Welcome to above the horizontal a podcast about rugby league i'm your host bo nicholson a big shout out to our regular listeners from townsville queensland that is cowboys country go the cowboys and of course the best friend of our podcast owen this week we look at who was most impressive in week one of the finals and give out the above the horizontal awards for that week miles tries to convince me that no underdogs will win from this point onwards in the final series we give our predictions for the semi-finals and round two of the NRLW, and also some bowl predictions tonight. I'm joined by Kieran Gibson and Miles Stedman. Good evening, gentlemen, and let's rip into the bold predictions now. Kieran, you were not able to give a bold prediction last week. How did your how did your uni work go? By the way.
1: Uh, It was pretty hectic. I was doing long hours each day, but that's kind of to be expected when you're in the the last of your degree and you're doing kind of the tougher subjects towards the end. But I I got everything done. um, It's not the most fun, but yeah, it's almost the end. Did you have
0: any bold predictions you wanted to sneak in there? Like, you know, uh, the Storm would win by 12 points after losing by 12 points early in the game or anything like that?
1: Uh, No, I mean, if you um, go through my bet slip, they'll say something a little different, so I can't even pretend that that's um, what I had. Uh, (laughs) I I was a bit too preoccupied with uni, to be honest, to even come up with one. Fair enough. Well, I came up with one,
0: but I fell short a little bit. My bold prediction was not that bold, to be honest, but I suppose, considering form, maybe it was. I expected the Eels... To beat the storm, pretty much. And when it was 12-0, and by the way, uh, I was sitting there watching from my laptop in Townsville, and I was watching this on Foxtel, and uh, at 12-0, I was feeling pretty good about myself. Uh, And then it was... (laughs) Like sixteen twelve before I knew it in the Storms' favour, and uh, I had to turn the laptop off. Something something. I threw it at a wall. So, um, <laughs> so that one did not come to fruition. Despite a promising start from the Eels, uh, I, I felt someone like a genius for a bit. Miles, your ball prediction also involved that game. You said that Dylan Brown in his return would score one try collect two try assists to spur the Eels to a one-point loss with Cameron Smith to keep the match-winning field goal. That is almost a tongue twister. Uh, obviously, it didn't come to fruition for you, Miles. but how did Dylan Brown go overall? He
2: didn't score any tries and he didn't uh, assist any either, so uh, <laughs> safe to say I've been on the wrong horse that week, but um, I've, uh, I have previously Tied my bold prediction to Dylan Brown and, and come up trumps. So, yeah, he clearly was a step behind last week. Uh,
0: if your bold prediction involves Dylan Brown outpointing Corey Walk, uh, sorry Cody Walker in any discipline, uh, I will be suitably impressed if he does. Uh, beat Cody Walker this week. So basically none of us got any of that, right? Uh, but with Kieran returning to the fold and having three of us with ball predictions later this episode, I'm sure we'll come up with something for next week. Speaking of coming up with something, a good friend of the podcast, Tony sent in a question to our Gmail. That's above the horizontal NRL at gmail.com. And Tony has asked us, which team was the most impressive in week one of the finals to answer this question, and you haven't been here for a little while, Kieran, so I might throw to you, which team was the most impressive for you?
1: Uh, thanks, Bo, and um, good to be back. Um, this was a, a toss-up between the Storm and, and Rabidos for me. All four of the favorites were losing early in their final matches, however, it was the Storm and Rabidos that really went on, on with it from there, with the exception of the Raiders, but I didn't see enough from them to suggest they should be in contention as most impressive. Um, Storm for me though is uh, who I went with. They just ooze class, especially Ryan Pappenhausen who just continues to go from strength to strength. I have said on the pod before, I think the Storm will actually be unhappy with their finals performance cumulatively over the last 15 years. And I get the sense they are firming for another real title tilt with that stoic and yet composed steely look in their eyes. Whilst their completion rate will need to improve with 30 of 41 sets completed against the Eels, they were full of running, amassing 1,929 metres on the weekend, with the Ravidos, the next closest some 192 metres shy of them. Um, their power running game, either through brute strength or pure speed, or a combination of both, is, in my opinion, the best in the game. And especially, as you touched on last week, Bo, their left-hand side of Munster and then Pappenhausen and Bromwich when they chime in, plus Oleman at Ocar. Um It's just devastating, with half of their tries coming from this lot on the weekend and... That's with Munster going off injured or beat that was later in the game. They also recorded the most line breaks of any side, although I did note that somewhat worryingly they were poor defensively, missing 42 tackles with their scrambled defense saving them on occasion. I honestly even thought at 12 nil de- down they would not lose and the way they charged back into the game was brilliant and they ousted their opponents who threw everything at them. Yeah, and once once the storm
0: were in front, uh I actually so I was on holidays and full disclosure I didn't get to see a lot of football this weekend, so uh I'm gonna leave it to you guys for most of this sort of stuff, but uh I saw the storm go from twelve nil down to eighteen twelve up, and at that point you just kinda knew they were gonna win, didn't you? Um you yeah. you earlier tipped them uh to win the comp a couple of weeks ago. That was a question from one of our listeners to our Gmail account um are you staying with the storm at this point you have no reason to change your vote
1: no and i i point back to what i said what was a bit worrying that the storm's completion rate and their defense um it it was that was worrying um me uh and my prediction of the storm winning the the premiership i think the the panthers were the much more clinical side i think they completed it 95 percent um and despite that They did only win by one point, but I just think when you complete like that in a finals match against the Roosters, who are the two-time premiership winning team, I've got to go the Panthers now. All right. Very interesting. Okay.
0: So, Miles, were you also impressed by the Storm, or do you have another team in mind?
2: Well, I was impressed by the Storm for sure, but uh, I I was most impressed by the Rabbitohs last weekend, and I know many see them... Uh, As well as myself probably before this week As as pretenders but Three of the the past four finals Teams that they've played this season they've beaten By 26 which was Of course last week 52 Which was of course the Roosters and 38 which was the Eels actually uh, a few weeks ago Again so Mm. uh, of course they play The Eels this week so look I, I think there's still plenty for the Rabbitohs to play For this season I don't know if they can win the Premiership or not but uh they still they they're rolling out basically what what is the same team that they had last year, which made it almost to the grand final. So look, I I don't know. I could uh, there have been uh, certainly bigger surprises this decade and teams making the grand finals, such as uh, your Cowboys uh, a few years ago. So look, I, I could see the Rabbitohs maybe making it there if they continue to climb from strength to strength like they have been.
0: So if they're playing against the eels this week uh you'd have to say given the eels form they uh they could be in for a bit of a tough one i'm just trying to think back miles a couple of weeks ago who did you have picked uh, as your premiership favorite
2: i had picked the panthers and to, to save shooting it back to you because i know you're going to ask uh they still are my favorites uh as shaky as they were through the middle parts of that game, and uh, I actually think the Roosters were, were probably the better team, uh, I don't know, it was a, a really professional performance and kind of the, the performance that you'd expect to look back on after the season and say, well, that was clearly the premiership team uh, doing that sort of thing and, and stopping the Roosters basically when they were at full speed, really. So, look, the, the Panthers certainly... Uh, despite the the nervy performance, uh, I think they answered more questions than they posed last week. So they're going to stick with me, as or I'm going to stick with them rather as as my premiership favourites.
0: As I said, I I didn't see a whole lot of football. I think I watched about uh, a total of about 12 or 20 minutes total for the whole weekend. So I can't really answer your question, Tony. But what I will say is that I was not impressed by the scorelines. I I think uh, the lowest score by any team being, what was it, the Sharks? um, or maybe the Knights with 20, uh, sort of shows that defense was not at a premium. Um, I understand that a lot of attack would have been happening and I need to watch a lot of these games, but I'm a little bit worried about, uh, some of these sort of blowout scores. And, um, uh, so for me, I guess I'd probably go with, with the Panthers as well. Uh, initially a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking the Roosters to win, but after getting blown away by the Rabbitohs and then while, you know, obviously putting up a good fight against the Panthers, not being able to topple them and then having to play another week this week against the Raiders before facing the Storm in Brisbane, uh, I just, it's a bridge too far. So the Panthers are certainly in the box seat now. Panthers in the Storm for sure. Uh, Thanks very much, guys. Let's go to the above the horizontal awards for uh, the finals week one. And I'm going to take the best match. I didn't see much of it, obviously, but uh, it's. I think it's pretty clear, judging by the scoreline, that the Panthers and the Roosters was a showdown uh, for sure. And it is possible that we could still see the Panthers and the Roosters square off in the grand final. As I said, it could be a little bit unlikely given the Roosters now have a much harder road to the grand final uh, after losing to the Panthers. But... Um, on the evidence of of that scoreline and and what you guys are talking about, how the Panthers jumped out. I think it was 28-10 at one point in the second half and then the Roosters reeled them back in and very nearly stole it from them at the end. Uh, It could be a a cracking grand final if it turns out to be that way And, and it was a cracking qualifying final. So I'll go with that one. Miles. you have the MVP award this week. Who did you pick from all those wonderful players?
2: I've gone with Ryan Pappenhausen and I was considering naming this guy last week, one of the finals, most important players. And he's really proving to be that last far. Uh, He ran for, I think over 250 meters and and scored two tries to go with it. And and he also chipped in two try assists, which is sort of a part of a game that I've criticized him for recently. So I I think given their performance last week, um, I'm. I'm really considering swapping him in for Kalen Ponga in this uh, top five fullbacks conversation.
0: Yeah, he's kind of like the forgotten person when we when we spoke about those those uh, best fullbacks in the comp. I, I feel like uh, we had that a fair while ago, maybe six or seven weeks ago. And at that point, it was probably fair to say. But if he can somehow drive the storm through this final series and even to a premiership with his form. Uh, yeah, he'd have to be in that conversation if we're willing to add AJ Brimson into it, that's for sure. Kieran, who's the unsung
1: hero from week one of the finals? I have a, a player from that same game as Ryan Pappenhausen. I've gone with Kenneth Brumwich, who for me is the in the top five best back rowers in the game. Um, he gets through big meters each week and tackles. However, it's his skill with ball in hand, line running, combined with a strong ability to break a tackle, which most impresses me. He finished the game with 104 metres, a line break, a line break assist, three offloads, and 33 tackles with none missed. For a long time, I thought Kafusi was the best back rower for the Storm, and I believe Bromwich has it now overtaken him. I get the impression
0: that he's kind of sick of flying under the radar, Kenny Bromwich, because uh, for a while there, Jesse Bromwich was absolutely in that, like, it was almost like he was guaranteed to be the best front rower on the planet. Like he was absolutely spoken about in that way. He was a New Zealand captain at one point before some disciplinary action. And it seemed kind of like Kenny Bromwich was kind of like the, the shit brother or the one that, <laughs> the one that just gets a gig because his brother does, you know, like, um, so I, I, I don't know. Like, uh, it's, it's nice to see him kind of shining. I do agree by the way. I, I think he's every bit as important to, as Kafuzi, particularly as part of that left side that the storm are developing, which, uh, uh, you know, they they certainly did pepper the eels on the weekend. Thanks very much, guys. Let's jump into the Wildcard Awards, which is one of my favorite uh, segments of this podcast. I've gone for the Bobby McFerrin Award for reminding us not to worry and to be happy. <laughs> and that goes to the NRL and the NRLW. While one of the game's most, uh, sorry, one of the, while one of the game's best recently retired players, has had a number of extremely serious allegations made against him, which he has outright denied. The NRL and NRLW reminded us of all the great things that can happen in our sport. Yes, if the allegations are true, it will cause great pain to the game. But with so much great football happening on the weekend, we've decided it was best to focus on that and not the allegations and potential fallout. So, the Bobby, the Bobby McFerrin Award for reminding us not to worry and to be happy goes to the NRL and NRLW. Kieran, what is your wildcard award?
1: I've gone I've gone with the, the Go Grease Lightning Award for rev, revolutionary and insanely fast, which goes to Ryan Pappenhausen. <laughs> <laughs> at the start of last season, he was the third choice fullback at the Storm behind Scott Drinkwater and Jerome Hughes. And he is much like in the movie Grease and the Grease Lightning car scene, where their run-down and overlooked car gets big upgrade. Upgrade has revolutionized the way the Storm can play and attack. His searing speed and looks to match John Travolta have not just the world but women abound, purring over him. And his <laughs> injection of speed and raw talent every week is a sight to behold. <laughs>
0: Look, as a straight man, I'm purring over Pappenhausen as well. Like it's uh, he is he has been really something. And, and you're right; it's kind of surreal to think that, as recently as let's call it eighteen months ago, he was that third choice fullback. It's just bizarre. Miles, what is your wildcard award this week?
2: Well, I might add before that that uh, I think we mentioned it on the show, or, or either I mentioned it to you guys privately that you know I, I think. 99 percent of the uh, nrl community criticized craig bellamy for giving ryan pappenhausen that jersey over both hughes and drink water and and it's just a, if anything it's a reminder that craig bellamy knows a lot more than we do
0: <laughs> uh humbling indeed
2: but no like uh, my uh of course my Wildcard award this week. I've uh, also gone with sort of an upbeat award, and that's the Andrew Davey Award for potentially underrated signing. Now, for those of you not paying the keenest of attention this week, uh, of course, Andrew Davey pinch hit for the Eels off the bench, and he's, uh, I, th- I think, only played maybe five games for them this year. So he was uh, a classy operator, and good on him. But I'm going to kind of leveled that against dale copley who remains unsigned for the 2021 season Uh, i think the titans have told him that there's there's no room at the club for him but for uh look i think for just about any team out there this guy could be the sort of depth candidate that you want not only does he possess about i think nearly 150 games of of NRL experience across three different clubs now but he can also play anywhere from number one to, to number five and he was this week nominated for the ken stevens medal which uh for the uninitiated is the uh award which recognizes the the work done by by uh in the community by footballers so look i I think given the cost that it would likely take to get him there are plenty of reasons to want this guy in your locker room next season and uh also just quietly he's, he's also one of the best um hitters of a baseball that i've uh probably ever seen australia produce so it's uh some ways it's a bit of a shame he chose not to go down that path
0: i have not seen footage of this uh is this on youtube somewhere
2: i'm not sure i've, uh, I've seen it in person a few times uh he uh, of course playing for queensland and uh traveling around as a, as a young lad hitting balls but uh he's yeah he had a hell of a swing uh akin to uh, a young ken griffey jr for those of you aware of that sport but no uh, an all-around great bloke uh deserves to be recognized for the for both the work he's done in the community and I, I think that one of the 15 other teams out there should recognize him with a new contract for next year. He's only 28, I think, so uh, plenty of left ties, or tread left on the ties, rather.
0: Great. Uh, thanks for that. I, I had no idea that he was that multi-talented and you're right, I think Del Copley's one of those guys that sort of gets a little bit underrated um, just because he's, he's not one of those sort of flashy outside backs, but uh but a good depth signing and a good club signing. So thanks very much for that. I might have to give you the Bobby McFerrin award for reminding us not to worry and be happy also <laughs> happy to accept it. Um, but you have a, I suppose a slightly controversial take, or maybe even a, a, a bold take, if you will. Uh, miles, I might leave you to explain your take because I'm not sure I'm on board.
2: Well, Bo, I'm not even sure I'm on board anymore, <laughs> at least by some measures. Uh, Look, I think with what last week proved was that the the teams at the top end of the standings, they might bend, but they they rarely break, or at least this season they don't. And so uh, my controversial take this week uh, involves me... Uh, I I would be surprised if that wasn't the story for the remainder of the year, and that from here on out, no or none of the uh, underdogs for the remainder of the games ended up winning. And uh, look, you, you can certainly... Uh, approach that one of two ways, whether you're talking about underdogs uh, versus where they finished in the standings versus um, where where the money's coming in. And uh, I, I think that, at least for this coming week, the Eels versus Rabidos game is certainly a qualifier as, as having the ability to upset this take. But I think when you look at last week, the, the Panthers' professionalism in, in grinding out their winning against the Roosters, which I sort of talked to already, was seriously impressive. Uh, especially given their noted youthfulness and uh, we've also talked about the storm as well who class act against the eels and and as expected as well the the raiders and rabbitohs both won they were also both challenged but they ultimately proved why they finished where they did in the standings and i think uh look insofar as it is foolish to be calling games weeks in advance even i would not be surprised if this uh if this came true and and the teams that finished higher in the ladder each week from here on out ended up winning, which of course would mean the Panthers win the premiership.
0: Okay, Kieran, what do you make of Miles's assessment of the rest of the final series that we're basically just going to look at the standings to work out who's going to win and the Panthers should go on to win it because they were the best team all year?
1: I'm not normally a big believer in um, the team finishing higher on the ladder Uh, will oust their their, um, lower-ranked opponent, but I do agree with Miles on this occasion. Um, The Roosters and Eel showed enough to suggest they deserve their top-four spot, as Miles said, going down to their higher-ranked opponents, but um, they did both shoot out to early leads, respectively, and whilst both were roped in, they never gave up, and both nearly went to the wire. Meanwhile, the Raiders and Rabbitohs struggled to get going early, and if they start like that against their opponents, they won't let up. Um... I normally also don't think much of the week off either, however this season with the number of injuries being racked up, it seems it's imperative, even if this remains to be seen. Um, I am a strong believer in if you don't get the week off, you absolutely have to win your finals matches before the prelim convincingly to have a chance to advance from an impending prelim to the grand final. Um, The Cowboys did so in their run to the 2017 grand final, the Eels of 09 and the Broncos of 06 after losing in week one to name but a few. So if the Roosters and Eels fail to win convincingly this week, I will then be extra confident that their next counterparts counterparts the week after will account for them. Um, under the current NRL final system which has been instated since 2012, no team from outside the top four has won the competition and in fact no team from outside the top three has either, which only gives further credence to the, to, to the belief that the Eels will not win the competition this season. Um, I do back the Eels at Bank West, however the Rabbitohs, um, however, and the Rabbitohs, whilst excellent against the Knights, they were cannon fodder for them for the majority of the game. The Rabbitohs just, for me, switch off at pivotal moments. um, And although their late-season surge has been extremely impressive, the Eels actually signaled to me against the Tigers that they meant business, even if they only scraped the win. I really thought they'd fold and surrender their top-four spot late on in that match. And a week later, they went toe-to-toe with my initial premiership favorites, The Storm. Um, the raiders halves were great however their game was largely off the back of their brilliance um, George Williams and Jack Whitens, so i don't believe that will be enough to beat two time um, in a row premiership winners the roosters and i am a little worried of the raiders ability to i am however a little wary of the raiders ability to change the momentum of the game at any moment with their strip tactics 40-20 threat and interceptability but the roosters showed enough to me to suggest they should best the raiders friday night um, they completed at 80% compared to the Panthers 95 made six errors and still got within a point of tying or winning the game late. Um, so yeah, for those reasons, I think the Roosters and Eels will go through and I, I think that their preliminary opponents will be too good. Um, and then, yeah, as I said, the, the Panthers to win.
0: Right. So, uh, you're both of the opinion that no one dogs will win from this point. Underdogs being of course, lower on the ladder or on the standings. I, I, I I take ex- exception to that i I like you know i'm I'm personally offended actually and I want to <laughs> no, no. um <laughs> no I don't not that sort of exception I suppose but I uh while I agree that the roosters should have the quality to take care of the Raiders the fact of the matter is that the Raiders could present some kryptonite here particularly in in the sense that uh the way to beat the roosters uh, as displayed by the rabbitos was by playing. Uh, eyes up football on the front foot, trust your running game, and hit that, that right edge of the Roosters. A right edge, by the way, that has, you know, at their best a guy like Joey Manu there. Um, so, you know, that's not exactly easy to get through. But that's got to be the game plan for the Raiders as well. And it will be because they've got Jack Whiten there on that left edge. So I think this is actually a, a direct shootout between Jack Whiten's attack. And Joey Manu's defense uh, and his defensive decisions, uh, whoever comes up trumps on that battle, I think will win that game. So I, while I think the Roosters should win, and I'm tipping them to win, I think it's far from a foregone conclusion. Um, and they were only four versus five, so that wouldn't be that crazy. Three versus six, though. Eels versus Rabbitos. I think the Eels are actually the underdogs in this game. Their form has been mediocre. At best, the last time they played against the Rabbitohs, as it was mentioned earlier in the podcast, they lost by thirty-eight points. I think that was you that said that, Miles. And and that's that's the kind of confidence the Rabbitohs are bringing into this into this game. In the last one hundred and sixty minutes of football, they've scored hundred and six points, uh, and a lot of that's on the back of Cody Walker, Damian Cook, Alex Johnston, who are just playing fast football, and the Eels hmm, I'm, I'm not sure they can go with them. So I think, according to the definition of underdogs that we're going with, that the Rabbitohs are the underdogs in that game, I think the, the Rabbitohs are, if not sure things, because who can be sure of anything in finals football, I think the Rabbitohs are a real, real good chance here. I, I, think, I think they'd almost be favourites despite being underdogs. And uh, I think they actually should win. On the evidence of what we've seen in the last fortnight, at least, so I think no. I think we will see at least one more underdog win. I also think that if the Roosters playing against the Storm, the Storm should win with that week off and the uh, home ground advantage in Brisbane, where they like playing. But the Roosters can absolutely take the Storm as well. I've got I've got no qualms predicting that. So, um, I'm going to say, no, I think there will be at least one more underdog victory this year. And it will be interesting to see who's right because, um, I'm usually someone that likes the the top teams to win. I, I think, I think they've earned it all year and, and I'd be happy to see the Panthers win on the back of their dominance this year, but, um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh... Guys, thank you so much for that, and Miles, thank you for your controversial take. Uh, and as as you said, it it was a controversial take that I think you're starting to um, soften on a little bit because, as we said, the Rabbitohs being underdogs against the Eels, ugh, I don't, I'm not even sure it feels right to say it. No,
2: you're you're right, Bo, and I uh, I think you've maybe changed my mind here. we'll we'll edit this out folks oh no we won't
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's um that's incredible i'm seriously of 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 all the uh of all the compliments i've ever been given uh of all I, i i've just finished um my uh, my employment at my at my organization i'm just finishing up and i've been there for seven years i work with people with disabilities and i think the greatest compliment i could ever be given is the trust of the clients and their families except when miles changes a controversial take because of my (laughs) argument Uh, that is (laughs) that is (laughs) so are
2: are you telling me that uh scott prince calling you a good bloke last week wasn't the the greatest compliment you've ever received <laughs> I, don't,
0: I don't even remember him calling me a good bloke <laughs> like oh, <that>. no. <laughs> he, he, may, he may have so I, I can't remember though what i do remember is that i may have changed your mind on a controversial take and i am taking that to the bank uh, <laughs> and something else i might be able to take to the bank is your predictions gentlemen because uh you guys have well and truly outpointed me throughout the season when it comes to our tips. I I gave up counting, to be honest. Again, laptop at the wall, couldn't count anymore. (laughs) But um, first up this weekend, Kieran, we have the Roosters versus the Raiders. Now, we're recording on Monday uh, afternoon and evening, so we don't have team lists at this point, but what can you tell us about uh, what you think is going to happen between the Roosters and the Raiders?
1: Look, I was, I was, I didn't see the the Roosters Panthers game. I was at the AFL, the uh, Lions and Richmond game. Go the Lions. Um, <laughs> but um, the Roosters, I thought, I actually agreed with Mark Geyer's sentiments earlier in the year, where he said that he didn't think the Roosters could win the competition, and they looked burnt out. And he re- reiterated this um, after this game. But the Roosters' want and desire was still there for me. I thought, um, even when they were twenty-eight ten down, I thought. Well, I, I knew the result when I watched it back, but um, it looked like it could blow out from there, and they, they fought all the way back to 29, 28, I believe it was. Mm. Um, yeah, so I think if uh, if they can uh, fight back like that um, against the, the best team in the competition um, in a, in a f- big finals game, I, I still think that they can win the, the premiership, and, and honestly, I'm basically basing this prediction off that. Um, And I think if this is a close game, also Jared Croker's goal kicking could really cost the Raiders. Um, He kicked terribly against the Warriors in round 19 um, before a week's rest. And I wasn't convinced again on the weekend with four from six, but a couple of poor misses. Um, I am predicting a close game. And I do think that the Roosters quality uh, will just edge out the Raiders um, in the end. As we discussed last week, Miles, uh, don't don't
0: talk to uh, Raiders fans about Garrett Croker's goal kicking under pressure. Uh, <laughs> look, I and Kyle Flanagan has proven that he can step up to the mark in that in that very close loss to the Storm at uh, at Suncorp Stadium earlier in the year. Uh, look, I I think the Roosters will win. Uh, I think it will be close though, and as I as I mentioned earlier, I think uh, the the result. I think the forward packs will almost cancel each other out. The Roosters probably have the edge there. Uh, Halves pairing should be pretty similar. they got Tedesco as well. That, you know, he, he trumps uh, Nikol Klokstad. I actually think the, the big battle will be Whiten versus Manu, which seems odd to line those two up given their different positions. But I, I really think Whiten's attack versus Manu's defense will be where this is decided. And I think Manu will get the job done. So uh, Roosters is in a close one for me. Miles, who where are you leaning on that one?
2: Look, I, as I kind of alluded to earlier, I, I thought the Roosters probably were a bit better than the Panthers last week, but they kind of just couldn't solve the equation that uh, Penrith had given them in the first half. And I think, meanwhile, the Raiders are pretty ordinary against the Sharks. And they, they certainly got the job done in the end and piled a few points on in, in garbage time. But I, I don't think they'll have the class to beat the Roosters, especially not in Sydney. So I'm, um, despite the, the result from earlier in the year, I'm uh, confidently tipping the Roosters this week.
0: Okay, cool. And can you confidently tell me who you'll be tipping for the Eagles and at the Rabbitos? All. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, no, know I said uh, I've said a few things lately. I was surprised if any finals upsets uh, came at us for the, the remainder of the year, and then I said that the the Rabbitos would, would win uh, tentative, tentatively. Um, and look, I, I think my initial assertion was was certainly me talking with my head and thinking that well. Based off the, the performances last week the, the Eels still managing to put uh, Almost uh, 30 points in the storm And the the Rabbitohs Looking a, a little bit ordinary for, for half of the game against the Knights uh, I did think that the Eels would Probably scrap this one out They seem to have found out how to win Especially with their full complement back Including Dylan Brown and the halves But I think I'm now going to tip with my heart And uh, my heart is certainly sinking For the Eels right now They're uh, certainly a, a good chance to be without in fact, I think since we've begun recording, my has been confirmed to be out for the rest of the year, even if the Eels do advance. And the Rabbitohs, uh, while well, they've been um, they've been ruthless on offence the past few weeks, so uh, I think despite the Eels certainly knowing how to win now, I think if the Rabbitohs are on, then I don't think the Eels will have the points in them to to overcome what Souths can serve up. So I'm um, very unconfidently when i tip against my head that is tipping the rabbitos
0: i and this is going to sound strange from a guy that literally as recently as the last time you guys heard from me tipped the eels to beat the storm uh so but you know that's that's that indicates that i think the eels have got plenty to offer um but i do think the rabbitos are gonna win this one and the reason is uh, last week, I indicated that Blake Ferguson would be one of the most important outside backs or most uh, influential outside backs in this final series, for Yeesh. better or worse. Yeah, for better or worse. And if the, if he stood up and if he could shut down that right edge defense, uh, which the Storm were definitely going to poke some traffic at, as we talked about, uh, that would go a long way to beating the Storm. Now he couldn't. And for most of the year, he's been in really bad form. Not just with try scoring, uh, but with also just his defensive reads. He, he and Wanga Blake just do not have very good chemistry on that right edge. And, and it really is starting to hurt them, as we discussed. Cody Walker, Alex Johnston, and, and, and Corey Allen as well, is really chumming in well on that left side as a the fullback. They are going to pepper... Wunger Blake and Blake Ferguson. And I don't think after the storm decimated them last week and for most of the season the Eels have struggled on that side, I just do not think they're going to be able to withstand it. So I think the Rabbitohs are going to win. Kieran, what do you think?
1: Um, it's very tough for me to say I'm not swayed by um, your analysis. Um, but I'm going to write out that the, the Eels will win and that no underdog um, will win a game before um, or the season's end. Um, the, I know it might sound like it's just a one-off or seem like it's just a one-off, the bunny slow start against the Knights. Um, and it, but however, for me, um, it worried me a lot, and I, I think it would have worried a lot of people um, in a finals match uh, of that magnitude where it was elimination. Um, they can't afford it against a fast-starting a fast Eels against the Storm. Um, And I think the Eels will rip in with that same intensity. And I I think they've definitely got the talent to to best um, the Rabbitohs. They're the only team to beat the Panthers all season. And I I really think if their forward pack can get back to where they were early in the season, I think back to that um, Eels-Roosters game where I thought the Eels were actually on top despite being below or behind on the scoreboard against the Roosters. And I I think they'll bring that um, same kind of running game with their power running game, with their forwards against the Rabbitohs, and I think that that will lay the platform for Brown and Moses to to really uh, have some incisive attack against the Rabbitohs and and get the win for them. Well, as as you remember correctly about that, uh, that...
0: Eels-Roosters game earlier in the season the Eels were on top physically but also literally on the scoreboard until the Roosters uh, well actually Mike Sebo made the decision to remove the Roosters worst player James Tedesco and <laughs> And put in like Brett Morris at fullback, and then the Roosters won. I'll be kidding, of course. James Tedesco was a brilliant player. Look, I think I think both games are going to be rips and and that might just be a little hint to my bold prediction. Let's go to the NRLW just briefly before we do. Uh, there's a couple of games at Bankwest Stadium on Saturday. Now we've got the Warriors versus the Roosters again. We don't have any team lists at this stage. It's Monday afternoon, but I can tell you that the Warriors were probably. Pretty disappointed with their effort against the Broncos on Saturday. They went down 28-14, to 14, but the Broncos are a very, very solid team. Uh, the Roosters, um, I was genuinely surprised by the Roosters' result. I, I tipped the Dragons, uh, and I thought they were a sure thing. Uh, but Miles tipped the Roosters. He seemed to know better. Now, Miles has tipped... He, bit, he tipped the Warriors last week as well, which didn't go so well for him. So I don't know who he's going to tip this week. I, on the strength of last week, I am going to tip the Roosters. Miles, uh, for a quick tip, the Warriors or the Roosters?
2: I am going to tip the Roosters again. They did me well last week, and um, I, I didn't get to watch the, the Roosters game, but I did see on Twitter Charlotte Kaslick had a, a ripping game. Um, she uh, There's a few highlights of her uh, running around, so uh, I'm going to tip the Roosters again.
0: I remember back to her Rugby 7 days where they where they won the gold medal and and I was in awe of her running game and her passing game I thought she was absolutely brilliant. Uh Kieran quick tip the Warriors or the Roosters?
1: I'd have to purely go on a whim um given I haven't seen the sides play and and just go based on the results I'll tip the Broncos. Uh, that was the Warriors or the Roosters? <laughs> well, Warriors or the Roosters? So I'll, I'll tip the, the Roosters. I thought you said, yeah, where am I? Uh, the Roosters.
0: <laughs> you're on the next game. You're you're very forward-thinking. Um, the Dragons versus the Broncos. As I said, the Dragons have got a star-studded team. And they recruited Isabel Kelly. Uh, but they were just completely... Well, not completely shut out. They scored four points. But 18-4 loss to the Roosters uh, would have been uh, quite humbling. For the Dragons girls, the Broncos went about their business as they do. 28-14 victors over the Warriors with three tries to Upton, uh, their their wonderful fullback. So I I still think the Dragons have got something in them. I think the Broncos are a wonderful team. So I actually think this is going to be a really close one. But I am going to go for the Broncos. Kieran, you're going to go for the Broncos. We already know that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, Miles, uh, a quick tip from you for the Dragons and the Broncos.
2: Yeah, let's uh, let's make it three for the Broncos because uh, I tipped against them last week and apparently it was the wrong thing to do.
0: <laughs> they are a, they are an, an incredible NRLW team, the Broncos. If not an incredible NRL team, let's go to do the, the bold. Pr- I, I, any chance I get, guys, any chance I get, I just slot in something about the Broncos sucking. Uh, let's go to the bold <laughs> predictions. Uh, <laughs> Uh, My bold prediction this week, gentlemen, is that both NRL games, that is both finals NRL games, the Roosters and Raiders and the Eels and Rabbitohs, not counting the NRLW, both NRL games this weekend will be decided by six points or less. So I think they're going to be two really close games, and I think they're going to be both decided by six points or less. Kieran, what is your bold prediction?
1: Uh, Mine too is uh, kind of double-barreled. I've got both top four teams to advance with flanagan Keary, and Brown plus Moses combining for at least two tries and five try assists in their respective games.
0: And and just slice it up however it wants. So those four players, those four halves from the winning... Four players from the top four teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, Um, So
1: one of them can do it all if they want. (laughs) I don't think that will happen. We're looking at you, Luke Kiry. Um, <laughs> so two tries, two tries,
0: and five try assists between Luke Kiry, Kyle Flanagan, Mitchell Moses, and Dylan Brown yeah. in wins for both of their respective teams.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, very cool. And Miles, what is your bold prediction?
2: Well, I I love this because my bold prediction is actually a halves related prediction as well, and. It's, uh, it's become, look, it's become decidedly less bold now that I think the Rabbitohs are win, going to win and I've tipped them. But uh, I had the the Rabbitohs halves initially in a loss, but now a win, to still better the Eels halves in tries, try assists, line break assists and kick meters. So that's, uh, uh, assumedly, Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds bettering both Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses in those four stat categories. So uh, I don't think it's going to be a week in which... Uh, all three of us uh, famously win our ball prediction. I think that uh, either Kieran or I uh, uh, are probably going to uh, be right or wrong. Or, of course, both could be right too, but that very rarely happens, does it?
0: <laughs> you just couldn't let me have the controversial <laughs> take victory, could you? You just couldn't. <laughs> well, I, admittedly, um,
2: I, I only shit on you because I talked myself into a corner, so
0: I decided <laughs>
2: to <laughs> take out the sledgehammer and bust out of it.
0: Very good. So, can you run those four categories uh, through me again, please?
2: Of course, of course. That's tries, try assists, line break assists, and kick meters. All
0: right. And that's combined Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds versus combined Dylan Brown, Mitchell Moses. All right.
2: And running again on last week's rules, which I think are now basically house rules too, Um, uh, if they equal their adversaries in any of those categories. So, 0-0 0-0 zero, zero each or 1-1 one, one each, that's not bettering. So, unfortunately, that's uh, they're going to have to better them in all four categories.
0: Thank you for your uh, qualification there. I do think you've got a good chance because I think the Rabbits are going to get the job done. Gentlemen, thank you so, so much. I literally have no idea who to sign off to now. I might just stick with uh, go the Broncos ladies.
1: <laughs> go Aston <at some> Villa. <laughs> <laughs>
2: nice one. Uh, go, go the Miami Heat taking a game off the Lakers today
0: sorry Rob yeah (laughs) Yeah, sorry Rob sorry (laughs) not sorry sorry. Above the Horizontal is brought to you by the Pioneer Australia your regular panellists are Miles Stedman and Kieran Gibson our theme song is Tough Nut
1: by Ryan Cross I'm Bo Nicholson